brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, achy joints, weight gain. Maybe you're thinking they're all just part of getting older, or that's what your doctor tells you. But Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all be connected. Hormonal changes that happen during perimenopause and menopause are at the root of dozens of symptoms women experience, not just hot flashes. Midi specializes in compassionate care for women in menopause. Their solutions are safe, effective, and FDA approved. Plus, they're covered by insurance. A convenient telehealth visit with a MIDI clinician can be your first step to getting personalized care. They'll tailor a treatment plan for your symptoms and health history so you can get back to feeling great. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. When your body changes, your care should too. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts, offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Looking good. I'm kind of in the mood for some stimulating conversation. Start sequence. Five, four, three, two, one. And now, get in on the discussion now. Lines are open. And now, here's your host, Richie L. couple of websites for you as well, christiantalkthatrocks.net, also christiantalkthatrocks.com. Live on our email address, talktorichiel at gmail.com, T-A-L-K-T-O-R-I-C-H-I-E-L at gmail.com, talktorichiel at gmail.com. Several ways to get this broadcast and podcast format at several locations, you're just a handful. Spotify, Apple, iHeartRadio, Player FM, Castbox, Podchaser. Yeah. Flagship station WMVA, The Gold Rush, which can be found at odyssey.com or radio.net. Just search WMVA, The Gold Rush. And newest affiliate, Thunderous Radio, thunderousradio.com, which can be found at Streamader or MyTuner. So there's... Uh, I'm going to start with this particular... i got a bunch of stuff I'm going to get into. I'm going to talk about the FBI. They've lost credibility, blah, blah, blah. But I'm going to start out with something kind of creepy. <laughs> and is it just me? Or does social media seem to be getting creepier by the day? Well, we know that they're very biased about things. Uh, for example, when the Hunter Biden laptop story came out, because someone in the government, probably the FBI, got to them and said, hey, this whole thing is Russian disinformation stuff. Poo-poo it when, it, when you see the, the, the stuff hitting on your site, just nuke it, combat it with that's disinformation, Russian disinformation. And of course, Twitter and Facebook and a few others just obligingly went along with that. Turned out that was bogus and false. 
Have you seen any apologies yet from the social media outfits for doing that? No. Have you seen any apologies yet from the FBI or Christopher Ray for that happening? Not really. Not, not what I would call a sincere apology. Mainstream media finally around the first year started saying, okay, yeah, the Hunter Biden laptop thing was, was real. All right. But see, if you put something up there on social media that they thought was politically incorrect in violation of the carve-out that they were given, Section 230 of the Digital Media Decency Act, so that they wouldn't get sued, because um, they're now acting like publishers, which means they now can be sued. They were censoring, and they have a right to censor, because when a private company does it, it's not, per se, censorship. It's, I guess you could argue it's a type of censorship, but it's not a violation of the First Amendment, let's put it that way, when a private company does it. Unless, unless they are acting per proxy. In other words, the federal government is censoring using a social media as a proxy, then that would be a violation of the First Amendment, and that would be unlawful censorship. And in a sense, you sort of saw that with what the FBI did with Facebook and Twitter. It was censorship by proxy. They told them, look, just eh, nuke this stuff. When you see it about the underbody laptop story, it's fake. And they went, okay. Went along with it. But just doing it on their own... It's not a violation of your First Amendment rights. It is a violation of, apparently, um, again, Section 230 of the Media Digital Decency Act, which gives him cover from lawsuit for being held liable for things that are posted. As long as they don't act like publishers. Now, if they're acting like publishers, they pretty much violated that little agreement. But in the creepy and getting creepier department... Here's what we have from Facebook, and they're pushing back a little bit on this, but not a lot. They're denying one aspect of this, but not the rest, which tells me that this is at least mostly, if not all, true. Facebook can track your internet history and credit card number on other websites. Meta is reportedly rewriting websites visited by its users and tracking them across the web to find out what they look at. It apparently monitors all user interactions for advertising. It's being reported by the Daily Star. Um, they apparently have this... Uh, it's both Facebook and Instagram, by the way. Meta. Are reportedly rewriting, rewriting, not rewriting, unless you're Elmo Fudd, rewriting websites visited by their users, in other words, injecting code into them, so they can then follow them around the web. Research from an ex Google engineer claims that the social networks inject other websites with a tracking code whenever a link is opened through their in app browser. Now, as someone who owns three websites, I find that rather disturbing. And I'd like to know how exactly they're doing that. According to this uh, engineer, he claims that this means Facebook and Instagram can monitor everything from your internet history to your passwords, addresses, and credit card numbers. Meta has hit back at the claims, saying that the tracking code follows users' privacy preferences. And that the data gathered is only... See, they don't deny they're gathering the data. A lawyer wrote this. 
They don't deny they're gathering the data. They just say the, ga- the gathering is, is done in aggregate for use in targeted advertising. Well, that contradicts itself on its face. Because something, generally speaking, that's done in aggregate is just like everything goes into one pile and nobody necessarily knows who or what is who. Well, that's not the case if they can pinpoint advertising at you. They know who you are, at least have an idea of what you are. So that doesn't make any sense. Facebook founder Mark Zuckerberg, uh, he, you know, he, they're, he's kind of like, well, uh, you know. Uh, of course, the company makes some, most of its money from advertising based on user data. We know that. That's their business model. Felix Cross, a privacy researcher, said, quote, the Instagram app injects their tracking code into every website shown, including when clicking on ads, enabling them to monitor all user interactions, like every button and link tapped text selection, screenshots, as well as any uh, form inputs like passwords, addresses, and credit card numbers. Now, to be fair here, if you have banner ads on a website, there is metadata that is contained in those, and and there is tracking code that if you click on it and it takes you to that particular sponsor website, let's say you go to a Facebook page, there's sponsors on it and they have banners or whatever you click on that it does take you to a website and that particular advertiser who whomever they are then kind of tracks what you're doing on that well here comes google kind of in the back end or in the tail i'm just going to kind of use an analogy here sort of in the tailwind of that following you into that if that makes sense Kind of going, oh, well, you did this on this ad. so, And then Google says, its algorithm says, okay, we're going to, uh, or or Facebook's algorithm, I should say, says, okay, we're going to now start having you see pop-ups when you go back to Facebook or Instagram that are similar to what you just clicked on on this particular banner on this particular website. Does that make sense? Um, in a statement, Meta responded to the claims by saying, we, we intentionally developed this code to honor people's tracking choices on our platform. See, again, they're not really denying this, but they're kind of angling the narrative a little bit. You see what I mean? They're being a little cagey about it. This code allows us to aggregate user data before using it for targeted advertising or measurement purposes. Well, again, that makes no sense because if you're aggregating something, Again, that's tantamount to just putting everything in a pile and not and nobody really knows exactly who's who or what's what. But then you're turning around and pinpointing? How does that work? This is the first worrying revelation about Facebook's approach to privacy this year. Its pairing company, Meta, apparently wants to build an artificial intelligence that can understand and interact with the world like we do. It said, quote, AI typically learns from photos and videos captured in third person. But next generation AI will need to learn from videos that show the world from the center of action, the company said. So this is starting to get into creepy and, and kind of privacy concerns. Now, you can control on Facebook to a certain extent. I mean, there are privacy options that to a certain extent you can control. If you have a Facebook account, look, I, the only reason I even have one, honestly, a Facebook account is to keep up with some family that's scattered all over the country. 
few old uh, chums from way back when, old friends in high school folks and yada yada, and to help promote market this show. That's it. If it wasn't for those things, I would not have Facebook. I would have absolutely zero to do with it. Nothing. Nothing. And I do not have a personal Instagram account. I do have a business one, but do not have a personal Instagram account. I don't trust these folks. I really don't. And now, <laughs> after reading this, I trust them even less, but I'm a little disturbed, uh, actually rather disturbed, as a website owner of three websites, that somehow they can inject code into a site that tracks who's on the site or if they click anything on the site. And I suspect, knowing how our government works, I suspect that Facebook has handed this technology over to, I don't know, probably the FBI. We get, we're going to be talking about them in a moment. CIA, Department of Homeland and Security. Who else? IRS? Because this kind of super high-tech tracking stuff, I promise you, if somebody in the bowels of Facebook, Instagram, metadata, or whoever, a third-party developer, developed this stuff, I promise you the government has come snooping already and said, we want this. We want this. And they go, oh, okay. Either can it over or get a big audit. Now, you know, take your pick. So they have, I'm sure, that that this is also in the hands of many of our federal government departments. And they can inject something into my website, maybe? You see where this goes? It, it gets into spooky land. It gets into big brothery weird stuff. Weirdness. Yeah. This is, uh, this ain't the America that you grew up in. Let me tell you, this is getting weird, guys. And and speaking of weird, we're going to get into more weirdness. Creepiness. Just creepiness. Caution, more weirdness ahead. More talk continues next with Richie L. More Christian talk that rocks next. Not a morning person, but wants breakfast? Well, it's all-day breakfast at Ronnie's Restaurant on 112 New Market Street in Mayadan. Start your day with a morning breakfast any time of the day. Ronnie's Restaurant also serves succulent steak and seafood, plus homemade meats and vegetables. Come see us at Ronnie's Restaurant Mayadan at 112 New Market Street. Yes, we're fully open. We're open Monday through Saturday from 6 to 9 p.m. We do concessions and catering. Call in orders at 336-916-0042. That's 336-916-0042. Ronnie's Restaurant in Mayadan. There are everyday actions to help prevent the spread of respiratory diseases. Wash your hands. Avoid close contact with people who are sick. Avoid touching your eyes, nose, and mouth. Stay home when you are sick. Cover your cough or sneeze. Clean and disinfect frequently touched objects with household cleaning spray. For more information, visit cdc.gov slash COVID-19. And now, a man who's wanted for questioning by both the CIA and the KGB, Richie L. Uh, So from creepy to creepier, if that's possible, because that's pretty creepy. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, achy joints, weight gain. Maybe you're thinking they're all just part of getting older. Or that's what your doctor tells you. 
But Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all be connected. Hormonal changes that happen during perimenopause and menopause are at the root of dozens of symptoms women experience, not just hot flashes. Midi specializes in compassionate care for women in menopause. Their solutions are safe, effective, and FDA-approved. Plus, they're covered by insurance. A convenient telehealth visit with a MIDI clinician can be your first step to getting personalized care. They'll tailor a treatment plan for your symptoms and health history, so you can get back to feeling great. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. When your body changes, your care should too. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. <laughs> and I suspect a lot of... Uh... A lot of website developers and owners just went, what? When this article came out, they happened to read it. Uh, Facebook and Instagram are doing what? Didn't get my permission. I mean, th this is, this is, get, uh, Facebook has gotten a bit big for its britches. And I think it's probably, and look, I, I'm the last one to call for any kind of government uh, regulation on anything or anybody. There's way too much of that. But this is getting, over a, a this is going over a line. Of course, these people are in bed with the government, so I guess they figure we've got government covered. Maybe they do. Uh, they did get that little carve out. Facebook and Twitter and others got that nice little carve out, Section Two Thirty, little shield, and and this is what happens when government gets in bed with business a little too much. This is the problem. It all and almost always goes south it it almost always never works it creates kind of a frankenstein situation that's why back in 08 we had some of the problems that we had well even before 08 really but the problems we were having with uh freddie and fanny 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 may freddie mac all that these hybrid corporations slash government entities you know for the control of your mortgages i mean those those two control like what 80 some odd percent of back then anyway 80 some odd percent of your mortgages w went through that pipeline and then when people started getting upside down and people started defaulting and, you know the, and all the dominoes started to tip and, and it started actually really in 05 but it came to a head in 08 and then boom we had the quote unquote the great recession which i still to this day contend was a mild depression but we can't say that because that has other connotations that go with it and freak people out around the planet so we played the, our government played the word games and just called it a real, 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 real bad recession. Uh huh. Well, the Great Depression kind of real. And the Great Depression of the 1930s was a real, 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 real bad recession. If you're technical about it, I mean, come on. But in the creepy and getting creepier department, and I have shared uh, a portion a couple times now on this show, a portion of an interview with John Paul McIsaac by uh, my good friend, dear friend. Uh, Bill McIntosh, the Bill McIntosh Show. Please check out his show. It's at Net Talk America. It's also at, uh, you can find it at uh, Rumble, um, Audible, 
uh, Player FM, several different locations. Just search the Bill McIntosh Show. And in fact, uh, back on July the 12th, you can go listen to archives. Almost, well, what is today? The 12th, yeah, literally a month ago. You can go back and listen to uh, archives of this show from July the 12th, where I played a better portion of that interview with John Paul McIsaac. Now, he is the guy that ran the repair shop, the Mac repair shop there in Wilmington, Delaware, where Hunter Biden dropped off his laptop. Okay. And actually, he dropped off technically three laptops. One was just beyond repair. One needed a keyboard, so he gave him a spare keyboard to use, but then he took that one with him. And then the other one was a laptop from hell. And John Paul McIsaac kind of, when he's, as he's repairing this thing, starts seeing some weird junk and goes, whoa. Uh, as any repair person sometimes will, who has to repair computers, you do have to go in. Because he was having some, he got some viruses on it and was having some software glitches and et cetera, et cetera. So he was forced, in order to repair it, John Paul McIsaac is forced to kind of go into these files. But that means that he's seeing things. And he's like, whoa. <laughs> as you can imagine. I mean, it's. Just, I'm sure it took his breath away based on what he said. So he's now uh, reiterating a lot of his experience now in a little bit more intimate detail to the New York Post. It's being reported by Miranda Devine and Emily Crane. Hunter Biden laptop repairman John Paul McIsaac says FBH and threatened him to hush up. Now, if you listen to that portion of the uh, Bill McIntosh interview that I played on um, uh, aired on the show on July 12th. And by the way, the interview, original interview, I think took place back in, I want to say like early May. Uh, he talked about this. Um, he handed over the, uh, uh, the Hunter Biden laptop to the FBI. His dad actually helped him. who's ex military. And he uh, discusses the double standard after the Mar-a-Lago raid. Joe, uh, Joe uh, Hunter Biden, of course, is staying for free at a twenty million dollars South Carolina mansion. How's that, how, how did that happen, and how's that working out? And nobody's raiding the mansion yet. To grab him. So FBI, why no raid of the Hunter Biden house? Yeah, well, the computer repair shop owner who blew the whistle on Hunter Biden's infamous laptop claims in a new book, which I think is coming out in November. That FBI agent threatened him to stay silent. John Paul McIsaac said two federal agents came to his Mac shop in Wilmington, Delaware. This was in December 2019 to recoup the laptop following a subpoena. Now, they, now they tried. he tried to give it to him. He and his dad earlier, a few months earlier, tried to give it to him. They didn't want to hear about it, see it. Then in 2019, they show up to get it. Of course, he made a backup copy. Smart for him. Uh, this was in December 2019 to recoup the laptop following the subpoena. He details in his new book, American Injustice, My Battle to Expose the Truth, the repairman who had volunteered to hand the laptop over to the feds two months earlier said the alleged threat came after he made a joke telling them, hey, lads, I'll remember to change your names when I write the book. He's just joking. They didn't like that. Agent Wilson kept walking, but Agent De- DeMeo paused and turned to face me. Paul Mack wrote of the encounter, and Isaac said that the agent told him, quote, it's our experience that nothing ever happens to people that don't talk about these things. That was sort of a veiled threat, wasn't it? 
Isaac says that the agents told him that most people do not speak about their interactions with them. John Paul McIsaac claims that two federal agents threatened him when they picked up Hunter's laptop. The owner said he, he locked the door after the agents walked out, leaving him to the Jesse encounter. Was I being paranoid? Or had what the agent just told me been a direct threat? Or at least a thinly veiled one, he writes. Yeah, I, I think it was. Isaac was left with the laptop from hell after President Biden's son abandoned it at his shop. That was in April of 2019. Reportedly, the investigation has reached a critical stage. Allegedly, we'll see. The investigation into Biden's laptop has been highly criticized due to its extreme length. Eight months after giving the laptop hard drive to the FBI, the shop owner alerted then-President Trump's lawyer Rudy Giuliani, who in turn provided a copy to the Post. Post reporting on a trove of emails discovered on the device has raised serious questions about what President Biden knew of his son's overseas business deal. Well, he knew a, he knew a lot. And I think that's un, undisputable. The, I mean, the laptop is a smoking gun regarding that. He knew a lot and was in on it. There's no doubt about it. Now, did he break any laws? That's a different question. Isaac said he was eventually forced to shut down his business after being harassed when his private information was leaked. He got docs, basically. He filed a multi-million dollar, or has filed a multi-million dollar defamation suit in May against Democratic Representative Adam Shifty Schiff and a string of media outlets, including CNN, The Daily Beast, Politico, saying they falsely accused him of peddling Russian disinformation. Now, I did go after Twitter, and the judge flipped the whole thing to where uh, Twitter sort of semi-countersued at the same time, and then Twitter was awarded, I think he said it was 170000 uh, bucks from him, from John Paul McIsaac. And uh, I think it should have been the other way around, but there you have it. So that book is coming out. That's uh, My understanding is it's supposed to be in November. Uh, don't quote me on that, but from his uh, interview with the Bill McIntosh, on the Bill McIntosh show with Bill, uh, my understanding was is he said that was coming out in November. But again, this just gives you a bit of a peek inside what the FBI is doing or has been doing. Now, there was uh, uh, an agent, a middle management guy, Brian Otero, who uh, these whistleblowers that went to Chuck Grassley mentioned by name, who seemed to be, at least according to these whistleblowers and what Grassley's office put out, seemed to be uh, the main ringleader, if you will, for squashing this Hunter Biden laptop story within the bowels of the FBI. And all this, by the way, happening under the nose, bear in mind, under the nose of one Chris, Christopher Ray, head of the FBI who's trying to be all self-righteous right about now. Well, pal, you were running the thing when all this nonsense went down. My conclusion on Christopher Ray thus far is he's a company man, and he's a milk toast, and he won't do anything to rock the boat. And he was, I think, one of Donald Trump's biggest mistakes. When he appointed him as head of the FBI, huge mistake. He doesn't know, he doesn't have a clue. Either one of two things. He either, A, has no clue of what's going on in the bowels of his agency, he doesn't know what's going on in the shop. Or he does know, and he's just sort of playing dumb. And if he does know, that means he and Estes might as well have sanctioned it. So it's one of two conclusions you have to come to with Chris Ray. Either way, the man needs to be gone. That is to say, fired. 
He needs to lose his job, but don't hold your breath. Well, you see, he's a, he's a usable lackey. He's a usable fool. Either way, lackey or fool, have, again, have you want to look at it. For the DOJ and the Biden administration and all these other folks. A useful idiot. Either that or he's compliant. One or the other. Needing a tuxedo? Why rent when you can buy one at only $89.99 at Suit City? Suit City has tuxedos, Steve Harvey suits, and blazers. And suits starting at $39.99. Shoes starting at $19.99 with brands such as Stacey Adams and more. At Suit City, we have all your accessories, hats, ties, and a wide variety to suit your needs. On any occasion, Suit City will have you looking your best. Suit City has pasta robes, men's suits, and dress suits, blazers plus men's shirts. Why rent a tuxedo when you can buy at Suit City at only $89.99? Visit our website at SuitCityUSA.com. That's SuitCityUSA.com. SuitCityUSA.com. Look your best with tuxedos and suits at Suit City with stores in Collinsville, Danville, and Welcome to Truth Today. What did God instruct mankind to do when Adam and Eve arrived on the earth? To take care of the earth, replenish it, name the animals. Oh God, the nations have come into your inheritance. Your holy temple they have defiled. They have laid Jerusalem in heaps. The dead bodies of your servants they have given as food for the birds of the heavens. The flesh of your saints to the beasts of the earth. How long, O Yahweh, will you be angry forever? Will your jealousy burn like fire? Pour out your wrath on the nations that do not know you and on the kingdoms of the earth that do not call on your name for they have devoured Jacob and laid waste his dwelling places that's the reason of God's coming kingdom and he's coming soon this has been truth today the message from truth today has been brought to you by the Yahweh Church of God in Martinsville Virginia call 276-340-8762 So here's something that will, I think, uh, I'm going to share with you here in a moment that I think will pretty much establish that the FBI right now is the biggest peddler of misinformation in our nation. It's not social media. Well, social media, I think, is in bed with them. But it's it's not just a garden variety, you know, Joes and Janes. They're posting stuff on Twitter and Facebook that are the big disinformation uh, folks in this country. It's the FBI. It's almost as if they become an arm of the CIA, a domestic arm of the CIA. It really seems like that. CIA, of course, by federal law, cannot spy on Americans. They, they did at one time spy on Americans and do some pretty shady things. I know from a now-deceased family member who's, I don't have permission to mention his name and I won't, but I know a story to know what he shared with me many moons ago, a deceased family member who um, worked for both OSI and the CIA back in the 60s and 70s and early 80s, and I know what that individual told me, and if even half of what that uh, not-too-distant relative, but somewhat of a distant relative told me, if even half of what they said was true, <laughs> we lost America a long time ago, boys and girls. But Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, achy joints, weight gain. Maybe you're thinking they're all just part of getting older, or that's what your doctor tells you. But Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all be connected. 
Hormonal changes that happen during perimenopause and menopause are at the root of dozens of symptoms women experience, not just hot flashes. MIDI specializes in compassionate care for women in menopause. Their solutions are safe, effective, and FDA-approved. Plus, they're covered by insurance. A convenient telehealth visit with a MIDI clinician can be your first step to getting personalized care. They'll tailor a treatment plan for your symptoms and health history, so you can get back to feeling great. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. When your body changes, your care should too. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. It's true that some things change as we get older, but if you're a woman over 40 and you're dealing with insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, and weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. And with MIDI Health, you can get help and stop pushing through it alone. The experts at MIDI understand that all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes that happen around menopause. And MIDI can help you feel more like yourself again. Many healthcare providers aren't trained to treat or even recognize menopause symptoms. MIDI clinicians are menopause experts. They're dedicated to providing safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions for dozens of hormonal symptoms, not just hot flashes. Most importantly, they're covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. You deserve to feel great. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. I might be digressing. So none of this really surprises me, and I've also shared, and I'll share later on here a, a story, a true story. My late father used to work for the FBI as a sergeant of the watch for the San Antonio field office. And he was very proud of that fact, and, and you know, as a kid, I kind of thought that was cool, uh, too, you know, when I would hear about it, kind of before my time, but uh, when, I, when I would hear about it. But, oh, yeah, my dad used to work for the FBI. Yeah, that's cool. And back then, it was cool to work for the FBI. Back then, the FBI was, you know, for the most part. I mean, there was some stuff I think they were doing that was squirrely back then, too, under Hoover. But, um, you know, they've been one of the most well-respected law enforcement agencies, not only in America, uh, but at least until recently, the world. Now, (laughs) the brand is damaged. I don't know if it's damaged beyond repair, but it's, it's badly damaged. It is badly damaged. And as more is exposed, and by the way, this exposure, as I've been saying, is is a divine hand. There's a divine hand in this exposure, and you're going to see more. And I keep saying this every day. More stuff comes out. You're going to be seeing more. Gang, you're just seeing the tip of the iceberg. I'm telling you. (laughs) All right? And we are coming up to, if if we aren't already there, we are coming up to a constitutional crisis point. Let me throw that out there. Whistleblower, another whistleblower, and, and again, a bunch of whistleblowers. And, and, and Now, take this into consideration. Why didn't these whistleblowers go to Chris Ray? Think about this moment. Speaking of Chris Ray, talking about him at the end of the uh, last segment going on the break. See, if you're working for a company and there's some crazy junk going on, you, you pretty much go and tell your boss. You become aware of some shady junk and some weird stuff and skimming and people do it. You kind of go, well, I need to report this to somebody. Generally speaking, you eventually go to like, I don't know, your HR or maybe the, maybe the boss and say, look, boss, I need to really talk to you about some weird junk I've been seeing here. And I, but notice they're not going to Chris Ray because they apparently must think Chris Ray is part of the problem or impotent to do anything or they don't trust him. 
that's pretty sad when your um, lower line or maybe midline uh, folks in your organization don't trust you and you're the head of it. So it said they went to Chuck Grassley because Chuck, Chuck Grassley has a rep in D.C. of being the guy that you go to when you want to blow whistles because he's usually pretty open and sensitive to that and his door is always open. And that's kind of been sort of one of his trademarks is, look, if you see corruption in government, you come talk to me. Well, apparently about a dozen of them did. <laughs> and now Chuck Grassley's sending letters to Ray and to Merrick Garland going, uh, guys, what's up? What, what, what the heck's happening here? Uh, whistleblower claims FBI agents pressed to pad domestic extremist stats. Now, we heard when Uncle Joe Biden took office that the, the biggest threat domestically to our country wasn't ISIS or Al-Qaeda or foreign terrorists. Apparently, it was domestic terrorists. And apparently, it was white supremacists. That was the biggest threat to America. Uh, it was apparently guys riding through the night on horseback with hoods, white robes, rebel flags terrorizing entire neighborhoods apparently that was the biggest threat we had going on uh this being reported by world Net daily uh, amid biden administration's politicization of bureau against opponents a second fbi official has been accused by whistleblowers of pressuring agents to reclassify cases as domestic violent extremism or domestic terrorism to boost case numbers, that according to House Judiciary Committee Republicans. And her name, by the way, is Jill Sanders, and I'll let you hear the clip, because this is what she said in 2019 before lawmakers. She lied. I'm going to let you hear the lie. The alleged actions are scandalous, said Representative Jim Jordan, Republican from Ohio, in light of the Biden administration's effort to frame domestic violent extremism as America's greatest threat. Also reported Breitbart News. Jill Sanborn, who worked at the FBI for more than two decades, was the recipient of a letter from Jordan the committee's ranking member, and Representative Mike Johnson, uh, he's a Republican from Louisiana, that came after the whistle, that came after the whistleblower also accused Assistant Special Agent in Charge Timothy Thabalt of seeking to inflate domestic violent extremism case numbers. And I mentioned that name the other day. Hang on to that one in the back of your mind. That last name is spelled T-H-I-B-A-U-L-T. Okay, these are middle management people in the FBI, if you will. They're basically fudging things around and putting out disinformation like, they, like they're the CIA or something. Uh, anyway, he, was, uh, he, he sought to inflate domestic violent extremism case numbers that weren't really that. President Biden declared in a speech during his first week in office that he was ordering an assessment of the domestic violent extremism threat. Senator Rand Paul, Republican from Kentucky, said he understood Biden to be referencing the entire opposition to Democrats on the right. Uh, quote, if you read his speech and listen to it carefully, much of it is a thinly veiled innuendo, calling up white supremacists, calling uh, calling people racist, calling us every name in the book, unquote. Jordan, in July 27 of this year, letter to FBI Director Christopher Wray, which you might as well just send it to, I don't know, the cat next door, uh, said FBI officials are pressuring agents to reclassify cases as domestic violent extremism, even if the cases do not meet the criteria for such a classification. In other words, what's up, Chris? Earlier this month, Thibault was named as, in whistleblower allegations, reported to Senator Charles Grassley, Republican from Iowa, charging he quashed investigative activity related to Hunter Biden's laptop. And I shared that with you just, uh, I don't know, what was it, last week? Uh, we will, we'll revisit that one. I'll, I'll reshare that one. 
because there's a couple of names, and that's one of them that you need to keep in the back of your mind. Uh, T-H-I-B-A-U-L-T. I think I pronounced it right. Thibault or Thibault. The Senate said, according to Grassley, Ray informed the senator that Thibault will no longer be making decisions about which investigations the FBI should pursue. He should no longer be doing anything in the FBI. See, this is the problem with Chris Ray. This guy shouldn't have a job. This guy shouldn't have a job. I mean, if it's true, and I think it probably is, why would these whistleblowers come forward to Grassley if they were making stuff up? Uh, if, if he squashed a legitimate investigation... And, and, and was one of the guys that started putting out all oh, this just rushing this information nonsense, getting on the horn to Facebook and saying, look, anything you see. I mean, if, if, if he's involved in all that, looks like he, he probably is or is. Then why the heck does he still have a job with the FBI? This is I mean, this is mismanagement from the top. There's an old saying that I'm going to clean up the saying a little bit that poo uh, poo rolls downhill. All you got to do is look at the top and see where some of the poo poo starting to roll from. And it's Chris Ray. Look, the buck stops at the top. If a company is failing, typically you've got no further look than the top, than the CEO at the top. Look at the upper management. If a company is going down the tubes, look at the upper management. It's usually not the fault of the the rank-and-file grunts just doing the work. If an army keeps losing battles, look at its general. Don't look at the guys that are carrying the rifles and slogging through the trenches. It's usually the general's fault. Look at Chris Ray. Of course, Chris Ray won't act like, you know, he just, oh, this is all news to him. Or, hey, you know, back off. You, We're good We're good guys. You know, he's got a couple of bad out. We're all right. No, no, you're screwed up, dude. And somebody uh, uh, somewhere in Congress needs to really pin this guy's can to the floorboards. He needs to lose his freaking job is what needs to happen. But, uh, you know, that's up to the president to fire the guy. And, and don't look for Joe. Joe Biden can't even put his coat on right now. I mean, he's, again, he, he's a sock puppet, he's, so don't count on him for doing anything. And he's actually in some ways probably benefiting from some of this. And since then, according to Grassley, Ray informed that the senator that thought about will no longer be making no decisions. Yeah, whatever. Letter from Jordan and, and Johnson requests that Sanborn appear before the committee to testify about the, the these allegations from the whistleblowers. Sanborn is not legally required to appear because uh, I think now she's a private citizen. In testimony to Congress last year before leaving the FBI, uh, she said domestic uh, violent extremists will continue uh, to pose an elevated threat of violence to the United States. Allegations that the FBI's decision-making is politically motivated has been taking center stage in the aftermath of the Bureau's raid Monday of former President Trump's Mar-a-Lago estate. Well, it was already center stage for this talk show. I mean, whether that happened or not and whether that is legitimate or not, we'll have to see. I'm curious to see what the uh, what the warrant says, and, and furthermore, if, if they'll release the uh, the affidavit that's attached to the warrant, because that gives you the details of why they're doing what they're doing. More that gives you more meat on the bones. The warrants are, you know, just when you look at them, are kind of vague and lawyerishy. Uh, typically, they don't usually give you a whole lot. They give you some stuff, but the affidavit is where you get the real meat of what is and what's at the heart of what's going on. But a lot of times, those affidavits are not released if there's an investigation going on, especially if it's in front of a grand jury. I don't know why this would be, but you know, I mean, again, the whole Mar-a-Lago thing, even if if it is, as people saying, there are some documents that apparently the librarian 
uh, or a librarian or chief librarian at the uh, at the uh, Federal National Archives is just mad because they don't have a piece of paper that they think Trump ought to give them. So they called whining to Merrick Garland and Merrick Garland said, sure enough, and we'll send the FBI and some Secret Service guys over there. and We'll grab the stuff. I mean, if that's what that is, that's sort of unprecedented and sort of and very again, let's put it in the category of weird. Because some librarian at the National Archives is in a snit that they don't have a particular copy of something or the other of, that Trump might have put his signature on. I mean, and this does happen. I mean, they do get into snits with former presidents. It happens. It happens. But you typically don't have the FBI showing up at, you know, five or six in the morning saying, turn off the security cameras and, and about 30 or 40 of them, you know, wagging guns and waving subpoenas uh, to bust into uh, former president's house if that's what the if that's what this is about and who because there's this a story that popped and, and shame on drudge for putting it up at, about uh that this was about nuclear documents or something i think that smells weird i don't know what's going on with drudge report anymore i don't know if mike drudge is taking is smoking weed or doing drugs or i don't know what's going on with him um but this just underscores what's what's been going on for some time now, and this is this is under the Trump administration um, back in 2019. I still say one of Trump's biggest mistakes, beside DOA, was appointing Chris Ray or letting Chris Ray get the gig as the top of the FBI. Bad choice, because he's been nothing but a milk toast. He's been bad. Let me let you hear the clip from this Jill Sanborn gal, who's now uh, no longer with the FBI. So I don't know if they can really compel her to come. Well, I don't know the the, the January sixth. Uh, committee's been compelling people to come and, and talk before congress and hand over stuff and if they don't they're throwing them in jail so hey fight fire with fire why can't the guys in the senate and the other guys in the house and gals do the same tactic why can't they do the same move say look gal you come talk to us or we put you in leg irons i mean you know they're doing that with other people they're doing that with navarro they're doing that with steve bannon why not do it with this Jill Sanborn guy? Why not you know, say, you know what? Okay, we'll fight some fire with some fire here. We can play tough, too. Anyway, let me let you hear the clip. Um, this is what she said. To counter this threat, representing a 260% increase in domestic terrorism personnel. Let me walk you through some of the themes we're looking at. 2019 was the most fatal year for domestic violent extremist attacks since the Oklahoma City bombing in 1995. And as you know, the 26th anniversary of that bombing was just last week. Between 2015 and 2020, racially or ethnically motivated violent extremists were responsible for the most fatal domestic terrorism attacks. However, three of the four fatal domestic extremist attacks in 2020 were perpetrated by anti-government or anti-authority violent extremists. One of those attacks was perpetrated by an anarchist violent extremist in Portland, Oregon, which was actually the first fatal anarchist violent extremist attack in over 20 years. Looking forward, we assess domestic violent extremists will continue to pose an elevated threat of violence to the United States. We expect racially or ethnically motivated violent extremists and anti-government or anti-authority violent extremists will very likely pose the greatest domestic terrorism threats throughout 2020 and likely into 2022. At the same time, it's important to note that the threats from international terrorism have not diminished. Rather, as we, heard, as we head into 2021, potentially for the first time in my 20 years, 
the threats from domestic terrorism, Salafi jihadism. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, achy joints, weight gain. Maybe you're thinking they're all just part of getting older. Or that's what your doctor tells you. But Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all be connected. Hormonal changes that happen during perimenopause and menopause are at the root of dozens of symptoms women experience, not just hot flashes. Midi specializes in compassionate care for women in menopause. Their solutions are safe, effective, and FDA-approved. Plus, they're covered by insurance. A convenient telehealth visit with a Midi clinician can be your first step to getting personalized care. They'll tailor a treatment plan for your symptoms and health history, so you can get back to feeling great. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. When your body changes, your care should too. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. And state-sponsored terrorism are all elevated simultaneously. And most of what she said was uh, exaggeration and BS. Okay. And then that begs the question, why was she saying it? Why was she saying it? And this was not too long before an election cycle. And who was in office? You see what I'm saying? You think all that is is just coinkydink? Think all that exaggerating and padding of the facts, as according to the, the FBI whistleblowers, that was just uh, some bad number crunching. It's called a narrative. The FBI is supposed to be about solving crimes not being a propagandist narr- narrative organization and covering stuff up. Again, they're acting more like the CIA every day. We've got more to come. Phone screen cracked? Oh, no. No problemo. Martinsville's premier store for all wireless repairs. Yes, it's Bono's Wireless, certified technician for service on iPhone, Android, iPad, and tablets. Yes, all phones, specializing in screen repairs. Bo has prepaid phones starting at $60 and unlimited prepaid services starting at just $30. They have carrier services on five different prepaid services from Verizon, Page Plus, Total Wireless, Net 10 and others. If you want your phone right, it's got to be done at Bow Nose Wireless. For repairs, buy, sell, and trade, it's Bow Nose Wireless. Stop in at 1620 Virginia Avenue across from Sports Lane in Martinsville. Call them at 638 6380. That's 638 6380. Bow Nose Wireless. There are everyday actions to help prevent the spread of respiratory diseases. Wash your hands. Avoid close contact with people who are sick. Avoid touching your eyes, nose, and mouth. Stay home when you are sick. Cover your cough or sneeze. Clean and disinfect frequently touched objects with household cleaning spray. 
For more information, visit cdc.gov slash COVID-19. Appreciate Merrick Garland come out yesterday talking about the DOJ and the FBI and people shouldn't be saying things that they're saying about him. What's blah blah blah? And I thought, you know, okay, just typical boiler, boiler just I don't know, typical uh, rhetoric. Reading from a script rhetoric, he didn't really say much. He didn't really come out with much. I mean, like okay, um, tell us something we didn't already know. And, it, and to me, the thing was vague. Like, like what was the affi- what was the affidavit for? What are you truly, ultimately hunting for? Be a little more specific. It was just it, to me, it was real vague and kind of you know, quit picking on us. Uh, well, I mean, if you weren't so wishy-washy about stuff, and see, that Mayor Garland's another one that's got. I mean, it was under his watch that suddenly parents at uh, school board meetings were domestic terrorists. And then that sort of got walked back when that kind of blew up. So, uh, sorry, you know, sorry. I mean, things happen. Things happen. And Merrick is, uh, things are happening that the rest of us are looking at, and Merrick's at the, has been sort of the center of some of this. I mean, he wants to act like, I don't know, like, like he just, you know, I'm, don't look at me, I just work here. <laughs> it's sort of like his attitude. You know, it's like, well, dude, you're running the thing. It almost seems to be like, hey, quit picking on me. Well, you keep doing stuff. And look, he signed off on that warrant. Everybody knew he did. Pretty much admitted he did. Everybody knew that he did. And if he signed off on it, you can't sit, sit there and tell me the, FBI, the uh, White House didn't do anything about it. So Martha McCallum on Fox News, and yes, Fox News has a slant. I don't know if she's a Republican or Libertarian. I, I, I thought I heard she at one point was a Libertarian, but she may be a Republican. Most people at Fox News tend, tend to be one or the other mostly Republican, and yes, anytime uh, there's a sniff or snat, a, a snit or snafu with uh, Donald Trump, they're usually there to defend him. I get that, and so there's a bias at Fox News, for sure. But she had Jonathan Turley on, who, by the way, is a uh, dyed-in-the-wool, card-carrying Democrat. This being reported by Harold Hutchison, Daily Caller News Foundation, and she cited the FBI's destruction of trust. Your mind goes all those other things in the Russia collusion scandal. Which, of course, is natural. You, you know, again, if you cry a wolf enough times, people stop believing you. And even when the wolf finally does show up and go, look, where the wolf's really here. Yeah, right. Because you, you've damaged your credibility. Fox News host Martha McCallum called for more transparency from the Department of Justice in the wake of the raid on former President Donald Trump's Florida state Monday. Let me let you hear the clip of her exchange between uh, herself and Jonathan Turley. And she does make some good points. And I think it's what a lot of people are thinking because again, there's been so much crying wolf that maybe if something, I mean, you know, this this, I mean, this could be maybe an illegal thing that Donald Trump has pulled uh, here with these documents. I don't know. We don't know. That's the problem. And this whole thing seems sort of fudgy, smudgy, and fishy, just from an outsider looking in, and it seems a little curious or a lot curious. 
And, and so, but, but knowing now the FBI track record and Merrick Garland's track record, you kind of go, huh? And, and you wonder what to believe. Because again, when you're lied to enough times, you kind of start not believing the people that are telling you things. Because even if they tell you something that's true, you kind of are inclined not to believe it. That's, that's just sort of human nature, you know? We want to bring in Jonathan Turley, law professor at George Washington University and Fox News contributor. Uh, Jonathan, welcome. Anxious Thank to hear you. your reaction to this statement by the <laughs> attorney general. What did you think? Well, much of it was boilerplate, trust us, we're the government type of language. I'm not too sure why it merited the delay, because uh, it was uh, the minimum that could be said. I mean, the, the attorney general reaffirmed the commitment of the Department of Justice. None of us expected him to come forward and confess that this was all a political gotcha moment. Uh, but we were hoping for a little bit more. Now, the big issue, the big uh, disclosure vague. is that they will be moving to unseal the warrant uh, and also the list of material that was acquired in the search. But that immediately led to a number of us saying, well, how about the affidavit? That's what you really want to see, uh, because the affidavit is what the agents told the court as to the basis for this type of search, since the attorney general said that it was not possible to have any other means, to use any other means to acquire this uh, evidence, uh, that affidavit must have made that case. And the question is, why? I mean, if they were looking for an identifiable document or documents, presumably they asked the Trump people to turn it over. Did they just tell them uh, to, to take a leap out a window? I mean, it's, it's, it's surprising if that would be the case. But we don't have those details because when you say that it's not possible to use any other means, you're saying we couldn't issue another subpoena that specifically identified these documents and required that they be turned over. We couldn't send just a couple of agents over to say this is going to, have, going to be subject to a search warrant. Um, there's a lot of, of real estate between that June meeting and this raid that has a lot of us wondering why the attorney said it's not possible to done anything else. And you know what? Here, here's why we need to see the affidavit. Um, when you say that, right, when you say this is the reason, these are the underlying reasons for the search, right, and everyone's just supposed to accept that, that there was no other way to go about it, but then immediately <laughs> your mind goes to the FISA filing, right, that we couldn't see for a really long time. It goes to all other things in the Russia collusion that we were just supposed to accept were legitimate underlying evidence, like the Steele dossier, that merited the surveillance of people like George Papadopoulos and Carter Page, right? We were supposed to accept that they had the goods, otherwise they would never have taken this measure, right? And so that this is what I was pointing to earlier that, that I think is, is sad in terms of the destruction of trust in the country, right, that is based on a number of things. We could both go on for quite a while. So that's sure. why we need to see the affidavit, right? We need, we need to see it, and we need to see it quickly. I would say. Right. I mean, in, in fairness to the Department of Justice, the, the 15 boxes that were acquired at the beginning of the year mm -hmm. reportedly did contain classified information, did contain material that should have been turned over. Fine. I mean, that they have a right to that, that information. Yep. But what we're really questioning here now is the means and why this ratcheted up into this criminal investigation. Uh, because there does appear to have been compliance with the earlier subpoena. 
Now, one of the things that I thought was interesting about what Attorney General Garland said was that, you know, he was prepared to, to talk about collateral issues, but he didn't say, and by the way, people are saying that this was pretextual, that this is really about January 6th. I just want to put that to rest. Uh, this, the purpose stated in the warrant, which you will presumably see in a few hours, is the only purpose for which material was being gathered. He didn't have to get into any more detail than that, but we will see in the warrant what the parameters were in terms of the gathering. Uh, you know, Attorney General Casey is obviously correct. These warrants often have boilerplate language that says that if you come across evidence of other crimes, you can share them. But what we're really talking about here, what people have suggested, is that this was always intended as a pretext. That Yeah, it was always intended as a pretext, maybe. Who knows? We've seen this before. I mean, again, we've kind of seen this movie before. So the skepticism is justified. And I'm sorry, you know, all these people are like, well, you should be doing us. Well, we do, because he lied a lot and done some weird junk. You're listening to the Family Comedy Minute, humor that is safe for the entire family. Now let's take a moment and laugh with Jeff Allen. Then one day my wife asked a fatal question. She's just sitting at the breakfast table. She says, how many miles per gallon is that can of you I said, miles? Overly optimistic, don't you think? Get a bigger number if we use feet. Remember the engine in the 66 Caddy was huge. Man, had a had a carburetor built by Hoover. I remember leaving the engine running, the guy pumping gas going, shut it off, I can't keep up. Car started to die, so I revved my engine up and I sucked the attendant into the tank. Find out how you can help a child's dream come true. Visit familycomedyradio.com. Have a great day. Needing a tuxedo? Why rent when you can buy one at only $89.99 at Suit City? Suit City has tuxedos, Steve Harvey suits, and blazers. And suits starting at $39.99. Shoes starting at $19.99 with brands such as Stacey Adams and more. At Suit City, we have all your accessories, hats, ties, and a wide variety to suit your needs. On any occasion, Suit City will have you looking your best. Suit City has pasta robes, men's suits, and dress suits, blazers plus men's shirts. Why rent a tuxedo when you can buy at Suit City at only $89.99? Visit our website at SuitCityUSA.com. That's SuitCityUSA.com. SuitCityUSA.com. Look your best with tuxedos and suits at Suit City with stores in Collinsville, Danville, and Roanoke. Hi, I'm Danny Ilo. You may know me as an actor, but one of the things that I'm most proud of is my service to this country. In the Army, I saw firsthand how training and discipline instill a value that create great leadership abilities and a can-do spirit. Those same strong values stay with service members when they return to civilian life and enter the workplace. So remember the highest smart and bet on a vet. To learn more, call 888-44-SALUTE or visit saluteheroes.org. Have you ever tried to sit on a fence? How long did you do it for? I tried it the other day. It's not very comfortable. 
With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Don't recommend it. Spiritually, it's so easy to sit on the fence, to have one foot in the world and one foot in God's word, to be so spiritual on Sunday morning, but then Friday night's a completely different scene. Jesus challenges us in Revelation chapter 3, verse 16. Don't be lukewarm. Look, some people, they're not hot, they're not cold, they're just lukewarm. They're going through the motions spiritually. It's like having one foot on the boat, one foot on the dock. You can't do both at the same time. You're going to fall into the water. I have a little silver square that's in my bathroom. I look at every day. Joshua chapter 24, verse 15, it says, Choose this day whom you will serve. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Every single day, temptations come, and they're difficult. But we need to remember that we don't want to be lukewarm. Let's move with God, not the world. For more information, go to activatelife.org. Phone screen cracked? Oh, no. No problemo. Martinsville's premier store for all wireless repairs. Yes, it's Bono's Wireless, certified technician for service on iPhone, Android, iPad, and tablets. Yes, all phones specializing in screen repairs. Bo has prepaid phones starting at $60 and unlimited prepaid services starting at just $30. They have carrier services on five different prepaid services from Verizon, Page Plus, Total Wireless, Net 10, and others. If you want your phone right, it's got to be done at Bo Knows Wireless. For repairs, buy, sell, and trade, it's Bo Knows Wireless. Stop in at 1620 Virginia Avenue across from Sports Lane in Martinsville. Call them at 638-6380. That's 638-6380. Bo knows wireless. There are everyday actions to help prevent the spread of respiratory diseases. Wash your hands. Avoid close contact with people who are sick. Avoid touching your eyes, nose, and mouth. Stay home when you are sick. Cover your cough or sneeze. Clean and disinfect frequently touched objects with household cleaning spray. For more information, visit cdc.gov slash COVID-19. Furnished by the National Association of Broadcasters and this podcast. Everybody online looking good. I'm kind of in the mood for some stimulating conversation. Start sequence. Five, four, three, two, one. And now, Get in on the discussion now. Lines are open. And now, here's your host, Richie L. You are listening to the second hour of Christian Talk That Rocks. Going to be with you uh, a little less than an hour. 
couple of websites for you, christiantalkthatrocks.net or christiantalkthatrocks.com. Live on your email address is talk2richiel at gmail.com, T-A-O-K-T-O-R-I-C-H-I-E-L at gmail.com, talk2richiel at gmail.com. Uh, several ways to get this broadcast in podcast distribution locations. Here's just a handful. Podcast Addict, CastBox, Deezer, Google Podcast, Odyssey, Radio.net. Uh, speaking of those two, uh, it's also how you can get a hold, uh, if you want, of flagship station WMVA The Gold Rush. You can search at odyssey.com, WMVA The Gold Rush, also radio.net. Newest affiliate, Thunderous Radio, thunderousradio.com, which can be found at Streamitter and MyTuner. So plenty of ways to listen, plenty of stuff to listen to, all right? I will. I want to share this real quickly and move on to other things. Uh, I'm not surprised to see what's happening going on with a lot of the stuff with the FBI and so forth. I will share with you a just a, a brief story. It's a true story. When uh, I was uh, living in Austin, Texas, and this was a number of, number of years back, my folks were still living in the Dallas-Fort Worth area at the time. I was down in Austin, and they uh, I just went up to see them and just kind of a quick trip up. I don't even recall what I was even doing, but I just went up to see them. And it just happened to take something in to my mother, who was uh, in, the, in my folks' bedroom, something she needed. I don't remember what it was. Anyway, I think they were getting. I think we were getting ready to go out to eat or get ready to go somewhere. And my mother was, you know, she needed something she needed, and so I brought it to her. And Dad was busy doing something, and and I happened to to just walk past the bureau there, uh, in their uh, bedroom. It was a large bedroom. There's a desk and you know, kind of a bureau thing, and and a chest of drawers and all that and I happened to notice big bold letters the FBI and I was kind of looking at that and I noticed my dad had opened it and I thought well you know he used to work for him and I noticed there was like this form and and I just was kind of curious and looking at this form and asked a lot of personal questions about him I thought well okay he used to work for him and I guess you're keeping tabs on him I don't know a little creepy but all right then I flipped the pages over and then there's all these questions about me I'm going wait a minute and I mean really probing personal kind of stuff. Like, who was I romantically involved with? Was I married? Was I seeing someone? Um, what type of dwelling did I live in? Who were my friends? What were their phone numbers? What were their addresses? Who was my best friend? What was his phone number or her or whatever address? And I'm like, this is kind of creepy. This is really creepy. Uh, none your business. How about that? So I grabbed those papers up and I went into my dad who was in the living room doing something and getting ready and whatever. And I said, I'm just going to say what I said. So what the hell is this? <laughs> kind of chuckled. I said, well, the FBI, every five years they send me this, this kind of form. And I got to fill it out. I said, so every five years they keep track of you. Well, yeah, basically. And again, all he was was just a lowly sergeant of the watch at the San Antonio field office. And I said, why, what all this stuff about me? I said, you know what? Please do me a favor and leave all this blank and just tell them that you and I are estranged and we don't talk that much. I said, this is weird. I said, this is creepy big brother crap. Gang, that was back, what was it? I'm giving away my age here, the early 90s, 90, 91, something like that. 30, more than 30 years ago, put it that way. And it really bugged me. 
Well, it wasn't long after that, literally not long after that, a few months after that. Guy next door, um, who worked for Bell Textron Helicopter Factory, and this is right at, I mean, literally right at the start of Desert Storm. The people lived next door to them on one side of the house, they're my folks' house. They had this a big uh, door that had a lot of glass panes, stained glass panes, real fancy looking door. And about 6.30 in the morning, apparently somebody rang that doorbell, and apparently with a gun with a silencer, I guess, because nobody heard it, blew away the man that lived there. He and his wife lived there, the husband, just, just shot him right through the door, broke the glass. Nobody knows why. To this day, it's an unsolved, it's one of the unsolved cases there for the Mid-Cities Police Department. And uh, they were over there asking questions and crime scene, this and that. My dad went on to work because nobody knew that that had even happened. My dad would usually have to go to work about 7 in the morning. Nobody knew the guy was laying there in the foyer dead because his wife was in the shower taking a shower. Uh, my dad had just taken his shower. My mom was taking her shower. Nobody heard anything. The wife comes out to see the, her husband laying dead in the foyer after she uh, comes out of the shower and see somebody shot through the uh, stained glass window of their door. And nobody in the neighborhood heard or saw anything. Uh, so later that evening, like 9, 10 o'clock that evening, this happened early in the morning, uh, the, a couple of FBI agents show up. And they're questioning people in the neighborhood. Well, they knock on my parents' door. Of course, they knew that my dad, he was a former FBI agent. They, were, they, had, they had a lot of information on my parents. Here's a creepy thing. My mom calls me. I was working an evening shift that night at a high-tech company. So my mom calls me the next morning. Tells me what happened. I was like, wow, that is weird. Because my mom had seen cops over there earlier and saw an ambulance and know what was going on. But, you know, she kind of stuck to herself. And uh, at the time, she was suffering from Lyme's disease. So she kind of, you know, went a big go-router anyway. But she told me the next day, she said, well, it's really kind of weird, son, is they had a whole dossier on you. And she was telling me they knew exactly where I worked. I mean, just all kinds of stuff. Now, granted, I was working for a company that was supplying equipment. Um, well, in fact, mainframes, computers, supercomputers of sorts, for the uh, upper brass for Desert Storm, for, for the, their intelligence and, and I guess, generals and so forth. And, in fact, it was all shipped out on one of those C-150 transports with five of our company employees accompanying that thing, including one of the higher-ups to make sure it got set up and assembled over there in the in the desert. So that didn't necessarily surprise me too much, but, but I just thought, okay, creepiness, but they, a lot of stuff. She said, Hey, you know, your dress, you're married to just a lot of stuff that I thought creepy. This is creepy. <laughs> very, very creepy. I don't know what my dad filled out or, or did not fill out what he sent it in. So I knew then I knew then as a very, very young man, I knew then, not much more than a kid, really. Um, the FBI was a creepy organization. And I knew then that, that uh, Big Brother was amongst us. Big Brother was around. I told everybody at work, too. <laughs> People got real quiet, like, hmm. Well, we were a government contractor. And this was top kind of sensitive stuff that we were shipping over. So, I mean, you know, we, and you'd have to go through some clearances to work at this place. 
Um, I don't know how, how involved the FBI was. I, I know there were the guys in the, in the black suits wandering around like a day or two, and there were military people there, a military vehicles there before this stuff got shipped out. And it was like the next day this guy got shot up there in Dallas, my, next, my parents' next-door neighbor. But it was just my mom was kind of blown away, and I was too. And it was just weird. It was very unnerving how much information they had on you. So I presume to this day there's still a file. <laughs> I don't know. Moral of the story is, I guess you have a family member that goes to work for a big government agency like the FBI, just vanish. Don't talk to them anymore. Just hide if you don't want them to get your stuff. I mean, it's crazy. So, I, I, you know, the, I, again, none of this about the FBI surprised me, I guess that's the point I'm making, because back then I was already kind of like creeped out and going, okay, this, this is, uh, but, but it's, it's come to a head, I think, now. So, but again, I'm not surprised. Shifting gears, Walmart. I'm also not surprised at this, especially after talking to uh, an HR guy at one of the big boxes. It's happening all, with all the big boxes. Traffic at Walmart plunges as Biden's inflation makes even discounter too expensive. Shoppers reported buying fewer items. This being reported by World Net Daily. John Hugh and uh, John Hugh Demastri of Daily Caller News Foundation. Many Walmart shoppers, uh, attention Walmart shoppers who moved to more local budget options like dollar stores or Aldi when gas prices surged have not returned to Walmart. Reuters reported uh, yesterday foot traffic fell an average of 2.7% at Walmart locations, which include uh, 3,573 super centers and 370 discount stores compared to the same time last year. That according to Reuters again. Competing discount grocer Aldi saw foot traffic rise, actually 11.5%, while Dollar General saw a 4.1% increase in foot traffic as well. As their convenient locations made them preferable for consumers looking to save money on gas, Reuters reported. Well, and just they can't afford the big ticket items, I think is the other thing happening there. Because I was told that. Walmart CEO Doug McMillian said that Walmart was an inflation fighter and a prime destination for shoppers during a recession, according to Reuters. However, Walmart's share as the first choice for groceries dropped nearly 2% from 27.4 to 25.5 in July, again, according to uh, numbers from Reuters. McMillan also told Reuters that low-income shoppers were buying fewer items, despite the fact that they were consolidating trips over higher gas prices. Dollar General, on the other hand, has widened its product selection to reflect an increase in sales from its core demographic of families making 40000 or less per year, seen in business reporting. Now, I was in, case in point, I was actually in uh, Dollar General. Some people around here call it the General Dollar. But I was in I was in that store, when was it, just a few days ago, and I noticed that their selection was kind of beefed up. They are pretty well stocked. I was like, hmm. Bert Flickinger, managing director of the retail consulting firm Strategic Resource Group, told Reuters that Walmart needs to up its advertising spending to entice customers with high-value ads. Walmart should focus on local advertisements such as newspapers, ads, etc. Flickinger told Reuters Walmart has been struggling in recent months with falling profits that led to the layoff of approximately 200 corporate workers last week. Okay, so the layoffs have already started. And again, let me share this as well. You see, and this is again what I was told, is it what a lot of big boxes are doing, they're hiring, but they're hiring internally. In other words, they're getting somebody out of one department and putting them into another department. And they are creating a job, technically, 
So the, labor, the, the Bureau of Labor and Statistics says, oh, a job was created. Well, kind of, yeah, but it's not. they're not bringing somebody from the outside in off the street for a new job. You understand? So there's, it's different. This is why that jobs increase number, you've you got to drill down a lot deeper and understand some what's embedded in that. It's not – technically it is a new job, but it's a new job inside the company where someone's getting, if you will, a, a lateral promotion into a new in other words they're taking somebody out of let's say well, let's use walmart as an example they're taking somebody out of lawn and garden and putting them over at the makeup counter okay or the jewelry counter or something and and that's that's what's happening yeah technically they kind of create a new job well they create a new job over at the jewelry counter okay but it's it's an inside shifting around because right now there's the virtual hiring freeze with a lot of these big boxes where they're just sort of shuffling decks inside the company. Yeah, they're creating new gigs, kind of, but it's not a gig for somebody coming in off the street. You understand? It's it's usually it's it's somebody inside the inside the company that they've created a new gig for, or somebody in the company complained that forty hours wasn't or thirty five hours wasn't enough. Okay, we'll come in and work part time and do this job then, an additional twenty hours. So you got that kind of thing going on in a lot of these companies. So it's not like a brand new job that created for some guy out on the street. And that's a difference, and that's what you have to. Uh, that's what you need to understand about the these uh, job numbers. And say, oh, look at this new job created. Well, yeah, technically, but not really. <laughs> so this is what's going on, and they're trying to. They're doing this to avoid loud, and they've and they've cut people's hours back to where where a lot of people aren't even making forty hours. They're making like thirty three, thirty four, thirty five, thirty six hours in order to keep from having massive layoffs. That's what a lot of big boxes are doing right now. Uh, so you have to understand, and they're not alone with this recent decline, by the way, according to this article. Target is also seeing a decline in shoppers. While Walmart and Target may offer larger selections, dollar stores are often more convenient and closer to consumers, leading consumers to prefer them when gas prices are high. It's hard to beat the dollar store. Because there's a lot of stuff you can get at the dollar store. Then at Walmart's maybe a buck fifty. Of course at the dollar store it's simply a buck twenty five, unless it's on special. And even more than that. But it, it still sometimes beats the big boxes on certain items. So people will, that's another reason people are going to these dollar stores and even thrift stores because the stuff will beat what's in the big boxes. And they know it. And eventually, if this trend line continues, there will be layoffs. I mean, not just a couple hundred like Walmart did last week, but we're talking, you know, a couple thousand, 20,000. I mean, that, that, that's what you're going to be looking at if, if, uh, this, if the trend line continues. On in, I guess they're probably holding their breath till the shopping, the big shopping season towards the end of the year, around the holidays, which saves a lot of these big boxes and pulls their fat out of the fire. I don't know if that'll be enough to pull them out of. We'll have to see. We'll just have to see. But I suspect there will be probably even prior to that more layoffs. So we uh, so again, well, recession. It's not just two negative quarters. Got to be a bunch of other stuff going on. Well, here's the other stuff going on. So, again, are we at a recession? Can we now call it a recession? I think we can. Let's take a break. More along these lines. And what one CEO at Whole Foods said about some of the workers that are coming into companies these days. Back with more. More talk continues next with Richie L. More Christian talk that rocks next. Hi, I'm Danny Ilo. 
You may know me as an actor, but one of the things that I'm most proud of is my service to this country. In the Army, I saw firsthand how training and discipline instill a value that create great leadership abilities and a can-do spirit. Those same strong values stay with service members when they return to civilian life and enter the workplace. So remember the highest smart and bet on a vet. To learn more, call 888-44-SALUTE or visit saluteheroes.org. Phone screen cracked? Oh, no. No problemo. Martinsville's premier store for all wireless repairs. Yes, it's Bono's Wireless, certified technician for service on iPhone, Android, iPad, and tablets. Yes, all phones specializing in screen repairs. Bo has prepaid phones starting at $60 and unlimited prepaid services starting at just $30. They have carrier services on five different prepaid services from Verizon, Page Plus, Total Wireless, Net 10, and others. If you want your phone right, it's got to be done at Bo Knows Wireless. For repairs, buy, sell, and trade, it's Bo Knows Wireless. Stop in at 1620 Virginia Avenue across from Sports Lane in Martinsville. Call them at 638-6380. That's 638-6380. Bo Knows Wireless. And now, a man who likes to go swimming wearing his black socks and a Speedo, Richie L. Well, declining gas prices is good news, but part of what is driving that, according to uh, some analysts, is the fact that people are just buying less gas because they just can't afford it. They're just they're curtailing their driving habits. Well, they're just not driving as much. They're curtailing driving habits. It's not going anywhere because they can't afford the darn gas. Bloomberg's Regan on declining gas prices. We're seeing a lot of consumers buying less. Gas delivery is lower than in 2020. This spring reported by Ian Hanch at Breitbart.com. On Thursday's edition of NPR, National Public Radio. Here and now, Bloomberg News Senior at its national go-to-sleep radio puts me to just, you know, I hear these low, dulcet kind of voices. Almost like you're listening to one of those smooth jazz stations, you know. And you just think that you know, and you have weird dreams because you're talking about weird stuff if you fall asleep. Don't ever fall asleep listening to NPR. It'll give you crazy. I, I did that one time. <laughs> There's one time when the electricity here went out and I put on one of my little, I have this little portable radio, little, little Walkman kind of looking little radio thing I've had for years. Stuck the headpieces in uh, in my, or the earpieces in and just kind of went on to sleep listening to NPR. <laughs> yeah, that was, that gave me some freaky dreams. Don't do that. Uh, so anyway, on this NPR show, Bloomberg News Senior Editor Mike Regan said that one factor in the declines in oil and gas prices is the fact that consumers reacted to high gas prices by buying less gas. And I think we're seeing a lot of that. And noted that gas deliveries are lower than they were this time in 2020. Well, yeah. Regan said there are global factors at play. And if you look at it from the supply side, obviously the war in Ukraine has gone on so long that other sources are starting to offset that uh, shunned oil from Russia. For example, the U.S. has obviously released a lot of oil from its strategic reserve, and OPEC producers have agreed to pump more. Well, a little bit more, not a lot. Obviously, they're not pumping as much as many people would like them to. He also continued, and then on the demand side, consumers basically reacted to buying less gas, and I think we're seeing a lot of that. Regan further stated there's a thick layer of speculation involved in oil and gas prices. Later, co-host Scott Tong asked, quote, 
there is this idea of demand destruction. That is, when prices are sky high for a long time, it can change consumer behavior in the long term. I might, for instance, sell my car or move closer to a subway stop. Any signs of that? Uh, Regan responded, yeah, I think there is definitely a sign of that. Deliveries of gas have actually dropped below the levels from this time a year ago in 2020. And there are uh, sort of a few different things people are pointing at. He went on then to say, uh, talk about vehicles becoming more efficient, but also noted that the demand destruction could come from the economy slowing, i.e. recession. You see, when people quit buying stuff because it's too expensive or they can't afford it or whatever, then, again, the people that produce and make the stuff or, and or sell the stuff, um, the, well, what they're making and producing and selling is just kind of backing up in warehouses and they don't need to make as much. Then their hours get reduced. And if, if things get bad enough, then they get laid off. This trickles backward into the economy so to speak back into the factories back into the producers back into the distributors back into the warehouses back into the people that truck the stuff around or the trains that drive that uh, again sort of truck the stuff around it, it starts affecting those jobs it's a domino effect sort of backwards if you will if, if you're not buying if i'm making a bunch of stuff and you're not buying it then i'm sitting on a bunch of stuff that i've made and who am i going to sell it to so i'm sort of eating it and the guys and gals are helping make it. I'm looking at them saying, well, guys, I'm not really selling much of this stuff. So uh, we're going to have to cut back on some hours here. Or some folks are getting laid off. No more 40-hour work weeks. We're going down to about 30. So that hurts. And then how do those people make ends meet? They're already paying outrageous prices for stuff at the store and at Walmart and everywhere else. Now, now, now what do they do? And then that means they're buying less at the grocery store and at Walmart and so forth. And then, then, and then the retailers are hurt. And so you see, it just creates this, this whole uh, vicious kind of a cycle thing. And this is what we're starting. This is what we're in the early days of and just starting to see. Because, again, if people can't afford your stuff or they're buying less your stuff, again, because they can't afford it or maybe not even buying it at all, then if you're making the stuff, Producing the stuff, warehousing the stuff, trucking the stuff, putting it on train boxcars, then you, your industry is going to start hurting. Which you're going to start hurting if you're the manufacturer, distributors of this stuff. You get hurt. You're the, the retailer who sells the stuff, and because you're because then you're going to send a note back to um, Bob's widgets and saying, "Look, Bob, I only sold like one widget all month. <laughs> I'm sitting here with ten more on the shelf. I don't need any more." Don't send me anymore. In fact, I might be sending half of these back to you because I don't need them. Well, what does that do to Bob's widgets? Well, Bob's going, sitting there going, well, now what am I going to do? I got all this inventory that I'm sitting on. Maybe I'll just sell it at low prices. But then again, he's just making costs. He's not making money. And everybody at the factory that's screaming for a raise because grocery prices are through the roof, he's got to tell them I can't do it. So they leave him and go get another job or they just have to bite the bullet. Or he tells them, look, in fact, I'm sitting here eating so much inventory. Uh, I'm going to cut your hours back, guys, because people aren't buying my stuff. People aren't buying Bob's widgets in, in, in the much these days. And I'm advertising like crazy, but they just don't have it. So uh, I'm cutting everybody's hours back. No more 40-hour work weeks. No more overtime. You're down to 33 hours a week. What? Yeah, sorry. It's either that or no job. 
So this is the kind, and, and these conversations, I, I can promise you, are happening all over the country with a lot of producers of odds and ends, manufacturers and distributors and sellers and warehousers and yada yadas, okay? That's recessionary stuff. You see? Take a break. I don't care. I don't care what these economists, these politicians tell you. We're there. We're in the early stages, but we're there. More to come. Stay close. Needing a tuxedo? Why rent when you can buy one at only $89.99 at Suit City? Suit City has tuxedos, Steve Harvey suits, and blazers. And suits starting at $39.99. Shoes starting at $19.99 with brands such as Stacey Adams and more. At Suit City, we have all your accessories, hats, ties, and a wide variety to suit your needs. On any occasion, Suit City will have you looking your best. Suit City has pastor robes, men's suits, and dress suits, blazers plus men's shirts. Why rent a tuxedo when you can buy at Suit City at only $89.99? Visit our website at SuitCityUSA.com. That's SuitCityUSA.com. SuitCityUSA.com. Look your best with tuxedos and suits at Suit City with stores in Collinsville, Danville, and Roanoke. There are everyday actions to help prevent the spread of respiratory diseases. Wash your hands. Avoid close contact with people who are sick. Avoid touching your eyes, nose, and mouth. Stay home when you are sick. Cover your cough or sneeze. Clean and disinfect. With Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Fact frequently touched objects with household cleaning spray. For more information, visit cdc.gov slash COVID-19. Schools, school days, brave new schools. School expels a 14-year-old after mom complains of district's gender ideology. Being reported by Reagan Reese, Daily Caller News Foundation. Then officials find out from a judge, whoops, something else. A 14-year-old girl was expelled from a Florida school. Yeah, I'm down in Florida. And transferred to another in January 2022 after her mother spoke out against a gender identity survey taken in school that, according to a lawsuit filed by her parents, Rebecca Yuenglings, I think I'm pronouncing that right, daughter was allegedly removed from Cypress Creek High School in Pasco County School District, that's down in Florida again, and transferred to Sun Lake High School in the Pasco County School District because Yuenglings had complained to the school about a gender identity questionnaire 
given to the students, that according to an August 5th lawsuit. Rebecca and Richard Yingling are suing the Pasco County School Board, Sheriff's Office, Sheriff Chris Noko, and uh, Browning for allegedly punishing their daughter for Rebecca's actions and not allowing the parents the opportunity to appeal the expulsion. So in other words, they punished the kid because the parents raised some questions. Oh, how dare you raise questions with us? Well, guess what we're going to do to your kid, mom and dad? Guess what we're going to do? We're going to expel her. We're going to put her in another school, get her out of this school. Hey, like that, mom and dad. I mean, that's just kind of vindictive, isn't it? Kind of weird. The theme of today's show has been weird, by the way. I used to live in a town called Austin, Texas, and their and their town motto literally is, I'm not making this up, is keep Austin weird. Yeah. The questionnaire obtained by the Daily Caller News Foundation asked students if they had preferred uh, if they had a preferred name and what their pronouns were. The document also asked students if their teacher can use their preferred name and pronouns with caregivers and other teachers. Becky Wingling allegedly sent the district a roughly 500 pages of emails, made phone calls, public statements, and posted on social media about the questionnaire, that according to the lawsuit. In an email to Yang Wing obtained by the Daily Caller News Foundation, Superintendent Browning alleged that because of uh, the mom's behavior, one teacher decided to take leave and not return to the district. Oh, well. Uh, at an August 8th hearing, Judge Mary Scriven ruled that the Yangling's daughter was not given due process. Oops. And could return to Cypress Creek High School after being transferred. Attorney Jonathan O'Brien told the Daily Caller News Foundation, quote, at the hearing, the decision was made to allow the kid to go back to school because there was no due process. Yeah, see, we're kind of guaranteed due process in this country, even with public schools. Why? Because public schools are, wait for it, government schools. It's not my opinion. That's what the Supreme Court said in Tinker. And they even said that, uh, the, the well, they said that, they, that uh, public schools are government schools because they're paid for by taxpayer dollars. Therefore, they're government property. And therefore, the right to due process wouldn't vanish. Uh, the Supreme Court said that the Constitution doesn't end at the schoolhouse gate. So uh, the, the, the parents and, frankly, the, the daughter, their due, uh, due process rights were pretty much pooed on. And the judge is correct. O'Brien told the DCNF the superintendent committed two constitutional violations. One, he retaliated against the mother by going after the kid. Removing her from the school, that's a free speech retaliation. Yep. And then, and number two, uh, when the father asked for an appeal, the superintendent incorrectly and illegally said, my decision is, quote, final and non-appealable, which is in our papers, and it is exhibited. That also turned out to be false. So the kid is back in school day, plus a violation due process. Fourth, fifth, sixth amendment, all that. Uh, Browning characterized uh, Yangling's emails as not only uh, harassing in nature, to administration staff, but also disruptive to the learning environment and was the cause of her daughter being transferred out of the school district. Because how dare she complain about the school's uh, protocols there, about some thing that the school was doing. How dare she com- she complain as a taxpayer who's paying for all this stuff. I mean, the tail doesn't wag the dog here. Apparently Browning forgot who he worked for and who worked for him and who didn't work for him. Ringling told the DCNF that the expulsion negatively affected her daughter and she was forced to change schools. She said to me that she felt like she got taken from her home and her family and moved to a strange place. Uh, 
Uh, the mom also went on to say that she knew uh, the one over there. It's not like the family moves you or you change a house and you expect to go to a new school. She didn't have any of that warning. It was just a letter. I'm sure she'll say uh, that was the roughest patch of her life. For me as her mother, it was definitely the, the most worried I've ever been, unquote. Uh, the dad was also demoted and placed under investigation by the Pasco County Sheriff's Department because his wife dared question the school. So the Sheriff's Department, and again, acting like paper hangers and press gangs, uh, decided to, uh, to put him under investigation where he worked. That according to the lawsuit, and it states also the, that the dad, Richard, was allegedly placed under investigation because he allegedly filed a court injunction against the school while wearing his uniform. So, because he has a uniform on, the Constitution goes away? Uh, where do you find that clause, the non-uniform clause in the Constitution? Quote, not only did the school uh, district go after the kids, they went after the father, O'Brien told DCNF. We need to get to the bottom of the extent to which the sheriff's office colluded with the school district to take out the father, essentially, who was a sheriff's deputy. Richard Rayling chose to resign from the sheriff's department, to allegedly avoid additional adverse consequences. Well, he didn't want to mess up his... When stuff happens to you right, wrong, or different, and even stuff that gets thrown out, when you're a cop that follows you, when you want to go to be a cop somewhere else. So he was trying to save his career. I understand why he did that. Because stuff follows you. Uh, they, they look good. Because police departments are so paranoid these days. Of, of even anything even smacking like a, a even remotely smelling like a corrupt cop and they try to avoid uh you know the, the appearance of evil if you will of corruption so if you have any little thing even if you were acquitted and, and totally something was totally dismissed and just thrown out if you have anything that's back there even if you're innocent a lot of police departments won't hire you because you're just too hot of a potato to handle you're just too radioactive they don't they don't want it coming back on them so I understand why he did that. Uh, he chose to resign from the sheriff's department to allegedly avoid additional adverse consequences and unfounded disciplinary complaints that could have placed his pension in jeopardy, et cetera, et cetera. Because if your pension ain't, I mean, if you ain't squeaky clean, your pension is oftentimes in jeopardy from these law enforcement agencies. My intention was just to help my daughter. It's not like I'm trying to hide anything we're doing. I let people know I'm trying to help my daughter here. Uh, Pasco County Sheriff's Department and Browning and NOCO did not immediately respond to the DCNF request for a comment. Of course not. Because they're cowardly paper hangers, press gangs. And I know exactly what I'm saying when I say that. I know exactly what a blow or an insult that is to a, an officer. And I, and I mean it. It's pejorative and I mean it. Um, look, you take O's uphold the Constitution. You didn't take an oath to uphold a school district or uphold a, a, a school board member smacking down somebody's constitutional rights when they're trying to talk. Now, either you meant your oath when you took it or you didn't. And if you didn't, you don't need the job. And you need, to, you need to be gone. And I hope the people of Pasco County fire the sheriff. Because that's ridiculous. And nothing gets me more hotter under the collar uh, than... Uh, a cop, if you will, acting like that and being corrupt and not doing their duty. 
taxpayers pay you good money for a reason. Well, I, I know that the job doesn't pay much, but that didn't give you a, a right to just crap on the Constitution and people's constitutional rights. If, if you don't like the pay in your job then, or the job, then quit. Don't continue to take people's taxpayer money and then turn around and crap on them. That's what gets me upset when I see these, when somebody's exercising their constitutional authority in a school board meeting, and here comes, you know, the press gang. Here comes two or three overweight deputies who've had too many uh, Krispy Kremes stomping on somebody's constitutional rights. That ticks me off. And I'm a pro, I'm a pro law enforcement guy. I'm a big pro law enforcement guy. You'd be hard pressed to find anybody in talk radio today, especially in today's atmosphere of defund the police. It's more pro pro law enforcement than me. Cops need our help and they need our respect, but by God, respect is earned. And when you act like that and crap on a fellow deputy, for God's sakes, no, that's, that's, mm, you've crossed the line there with me, pal. You are part of a press gang and you're a paper hanger. You no longer ought to be wearing the badge. Let's take a break. Seriously. I think they're going to win all these lawsuits, too. Got more for you. Stick around. Not a morning person, but wants breakfast? Well, it's all-day breakfast at Ronnie's Restaurant on 112 New Market Street in Mayadan. Start your day with a morning breakfast any time of the day. Ronnie's Restaurant also serves succulent steak and seafood, plus homemade meats and vegetables. Come see us at Ronnie's Restaurant Mayadan at 112 New Market Street. Yes, we're fully open. We're open Monday through Saturday from 6 to 9 p.m. We do concessions and catering. Call in orders at 336-916-0042. That's 336-916-0042. Ronnie's Restaurant in Mayadan. There are everyday actions to help prevent the spread of respiratory diseases. Wash your hands. Avoid close contact with people who are sick. Avoid touching your eyes, nose, and mouth. Stay home when you are sick. Cover your cough or sneeze. Clean and disinfect frequently touched objects with household cleaning spray. For more information, visit cdc.gov COVID-19. So down in Texas, majority of Texas teachers are considering quitting, according to a survey. I'm just running through these for you. Getting crazy in the schools. Discord between teachers and state legislatures is the main reason for the dissatisfaction, according to the survey. It's being reported by Andrea Vacciano, uh, Fox News. Majority of Texas teachers are apparently on the verge of quitting that, according to a new survey. Study, which was conducted by the Texas State Teachers Association, says that 70% of the 688 teachers surveyed are seriously considering leaving their profession. The number is the highest recorded by the TSTA, which has been tracking teachers' concerns in the Lone Star State for over four decades. Survey recorded that 53% of the teachers they asked considered leaving their jobs in 2018. About 94% of surveyed teachers attested to the pandemic increasing stress in their professional lives, while 84% said their workload and planning requirements increased around 41% of respondents uh, said they took on extra jobs throughout the year. According to the TSTA, the main reason is discord between Texas teachers and legislators, with teachers feeling they are not listened to or paid adequately. Quote, if situations, situations don't improve, if the political climate doesn't improve and the members of the legislature don't start spending more money on public education. Now, let me 
pause right there. As someone who lived there most of his adult life. I've been hearing this. I've been hearing this. Uh, since I first moved down there. <laughs> or back down there, I should say. I'm originally from Texas. I've been hearing for years and years and years that the schools just aren't getting enough money from the from the state legislature. They need to put more money in the schools, more money in the schools, more money in the schools, more money in the schools. Let me tell you something. Texas teachers are some of the highest paid teachers around. I knew teachers in Austin, Texas that were making six figures, okay? Depending on, you know, if they had master's degrees and stuff like that. A superintendent a number of years back in the Austin school, uh, independent school district known as the ASD, the superintendent had a driver and a chauffeur and a car paid for by the taxpayer. Like she was, like she was the queen. I forgot to call her the queen. I called her queen. She was chauffeured around, paid for by taxpayer, a driver. And before all the goodies and bennies was, was kicking back a salary. And this was about ooh, 10, 11, 12 years ago. was kicking back a base salary. This didn't include all the bonuses and all the bennies. Of two hundred seventy nine thousand bucks a year, we threw in all the other stuff. It was well over three hundred thousand, plus the perks and the you know and the car and the driver. Superintendent. The ASD Caruth uh, Administration Building was four stories, if you don't count the uh, parking garage underneath, and it was a honeycomb of bureaucrats. At my kid's high school, they had one president. I mean, uh, one uh, uh, principal, and about. It depended. It kind of floated six to eight vice principals. Now, when I went to high school, we had one principal, one vice principal, a couple of counselors. That was about it. Oh, and a secretary or two. That was about it. To manage about 1,200 kids, or give or take. But apparently it, it took these days for a little bit more than that, but not much more than that. One principal, eight vice principals, a battalion, I don't know, a dozen and a half of secretaries and assistants. And then over there at the Cruth Administration Building in the ISD, there was the assistant, the assistant, the assistant of the uh, superintendent. Assistant superintendent had an assistant to the assistant of the superintendent. So there was assistant to the assistant to the assistant of the assistant of the, super, of the, of the assistant superintendent. I mean, it just went on and on and on. Layers of bureaucracy. And Austin, Texas has the highest property taxes in all of Texas. In fact, some of the highest in the entire country. To do for what? To pay for the schools. Texas dumps a truckload of money into the schools. But the teachers and the principals are always screaming, we need more money. Eventually, the taxpayer is going to start screaming back, no, you don't. Make do with what the heck you got. And if you don't want the job, leave. We're tired of paying for you. I don't have a lot of sympathy for some of these Texas teachers. I, I, I've seen this, heard this same song and dance for years. Years and years. And tons of money is poured into Texas schools. Tons. I know I wrote the property tax checks. <laughs> I know what we were paying. Tons. So I'm tired of hearing it. I, I'm not only live there anymore, and I'm tired of hearing it. Um, quit, go. 
And the Texas State Teachers, Teachers Association has always been whining and complaining. Never mind Texas is some of the highest paid teachers in the country. They've been, ever since I, uh, this is day one, they've been complaining and crying. Uh, Texas State Teachers Association, Clay Robinson, told K- KTBC, <clears throat> excuse me, that's there in, um, I believe, in Austin. People that suffer are the school children. Now, they, again, and that's the card that was like, it's uh, the children are suffering. Children are suffering because there's more than 15 kids now in my class. <laughs> Teachers would dream to have only 15 kids in their class. They're suffering because you guys are whiners. That's why they're suffering. And then you're more concerned about gender fluidity and political correctness than you are teaching stuff. That's why the kids are suffering. Cry me a river. Uh, Their learning loss could get worse, and that puts the future of Texas at risk. Yeah, because you're not going to be able to learn about gender fluidity and critical race theory and all those kinds of things. Many teachers uh, feel that state legislators do not listen to them, leading to dissatisfaction. I think a lot of the discord built up and a lot of teachers said, well, I'm out of here. Well, bye, Felicia. Don't let the door hit you with a good Lord split you. A whopping 94% of uh, respondents. uh, Well, let me keep on. The news comes as uh, U.S. experiences teacher shortages with uh, districts from New York to Minnesota experiencing uh, uh, vacancies. Well, some of that was due to COVID. Some of that was teachers saying, I'm not taking the shot. And some of that was teachers saying, I'm not teaching gender fluidity and critical race theory and all this craziness, and I'm out of here. DeKalb Independent School District uh, in Texas shifted to a four-day weekly schedule on uh, Monday. The district hopes that the extra day off will give teachers adequate time to prepare for the week. Really? So now the teachers are going to work basically a four-day week, not a five-day week. And with a couple months off in summer, they now work a four-day week. I mean, I guess if you whine and scream enough, you get what you want. Uh, but I'm, uh, you know, they've done this to themselves. The school, the school districts and the school boards have done this to themselves. Adopting all the crazy stuff. Some of you may recall back in the day that Texas was ground zero to a whole lot of this uh, sort of new education stuff that was coming in, a new math, a new this, a new that, and debates over textbooks, what was going in them and what was not going in them, because uh, 75% or something crazy number like that of all the schools around the entire nation use Texas school books. Uh, a couple of the biggest publishers of, of school uh, textbooks is right there in Austin. So the rest of the nation was glued what was happening there in Austin. And, of course, the uh, this group was in on it, T- the STA, and a bunch of what I call freeze-dried hippies from the University of Texas, supposedly collegiate advisories to... Uh, boards of education and so forth there in the state of Texas and on and on and on and debates over sc- over school textbooks like why was Thomas Jefferson only had like two sentences <laughs> about American history and then you know we moved on to other things uh, crazy stuff crazy stuff like rewritten history just crazy junk and um 
it was a big debate. You may recall that, that that was going on about, oh, I don't know, 10, 11, 12 years ago down in Texas. It was making national news. Well, just to update, things have not gotten better. <laughs> I think maybe they've gotten worse. And Texas is a big state. It has a lot of influence. But, uh, and again, again, all these teachers, are, which the story leaves out, are union union and the teachers union down there can be uh rather whiny extremely whiny and, and they, every single year it's the same complaint we need more money for the schools we need more money for the schools well you know you're you're bloated with bureaucracy how about getting rid why does your high school need eight assistant superintendents why don't you crap can about i don't know six of those and maybe give the teachers a raise how about that why Austin, Texas, do you have a four-story school administration building packed, packed, like like honeycombs, not even just offices, but honeycombs of cubicles crammed in there? I mean, you couldn't spit and you couldn't sneeze in the place without your snot flying and hitting four or five different people in cubicles. I mean, crammed in, like you, like you cram clowns into one of those clown cars. I don't see anything like it. Like, holy cow. And they were saying, oh, we need a bigger building. We just built this one for you. How many bureaucrats do you need to run a city school district? I mean, this wasn't city hall. This was just the, the school district office, for crying out loud. Well, we need more room. We've got to put more people over here in this other building and rent more space because this one you guys built is even big enough. Four stories, a big four-story building with a, with a, a down-below parking garage wasn't big enough for you in a big parking lot? Uh, uh, what do you want? Like, uh, you know, a Coliseum. It was maddening. I saw it anyway. So that, that, but that's part of your problem. That's part of your problem. Finally, there's this. Finally, there's outgoing CEO of Whole Foods, which by the way, you had a big, big start in Austin. Outgoing, uh, Whole Foods CEO issue stark warning about encroachment of socialists. You get, you kidding me? They're taking over everything, you know, schools and everything. Being reported by Chris Dunlil of TheBlaze.com. And you cater, your store caters to a lot of them, too. Outgoing Whole Foods CEO John Mackey issued a dire warning about the encroachment of socialism in an interview this week. He announced that last September that he was retiring from managing the supermarket chain that he co-founded more than 40 years ago. But before his departure from Whole Foods at the end of August, Mackey is warning Mer- Americans about socialism. Tell us something we don't know, Mackey, but okay, let's hear it. Uh, my concern is that I feel like socialists are taking over. You think? Mackey said on the Reason podcast this week, they're marching through the institutions. Uh, they're taking over everything. They're taking over education. Well, duh. Saw that years ago. Where you been there, Mac? It looks like they're uh, they've taken over a lot of the corporations. You think? With all the woke jokeness, yes, they have, buddy. It looks like they've taken over the military, and it's just continuing. I got news for you. They took over your outfit many years ago, <laughs> for at least the one in Austin. Hoth, uh, 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 describing himself as a capitalist at heart, Mackey blamed socialists and socialism for eroding many of the liberties that Americans once universally believed were fundamental in our way of life. He said, quote, I believe in liberty and capitalism. Those are my twin values, he said. And I feel like, you know, with the way freedom of speech is today, the movement on gun control, a lot of the liberties that I've taken for granted most of my life, I think are under a threat. Uh, uh, Where you been, buddy? 
I don't think you were. I don't think he was managing Whole Foods in a van down there by the Colorado River in Austin. But maybe I don't know. Mackey is no stranger to warning Americans about the perils of socialism. In a 2020 interview, for example, Mackey described socialism as the path of poverty. They talk about trickle down wealth, but socialism is trickle up poverty. Mackey said, "It just impoverishes everything." Yeah. Capitalism, on the other hand, is the greatest thing humanity has ever created. Mm, if it's not crony capitalism, according to Mackey, capitalism, and I'm saying there's a capitalist pig myself, capitalism, capitalism is the greatest thing humanity's ever done. We've told a bad narrative and we've let the enemies of business and the enemies of capitalism put out a narrative about us. It's wrong. It's inaccurate. And it's doing tremendous damage to the minds of young people, Mackey said. The Marxists and socialists, the academic community, is generally hostile to business. It's all It always has been. This is not new, he explained. Well, no, it's not. Although he's acting kind of surprised, but uh, where you been, dude? In uh, his retirement from Whole Foods, Mackey is likely to be more outspoken about politics now. In fact, he told Reason that he will no longer be muzzled. Pretty soon you're going to hear about crazy John, who's no longer muzzled, he joked. Well, good for you. He's right. He's right. Although I got to tell you, (laughs) Whole Foods there in Austin was sort of the headquarters for the the local and gathering ground for the local Marxist socialists that were there. And there's quite a few of them there in Austin, but for the... uh, (laughs) The uh, red flag waiver, shall we say. Uh, that was the place to go. That was the place to go, man. Especially if you were a New Ager. I mean, New Agers, I think I think there was like, like a place where they lived at Whole Foods. I mean, you, I, I hadn't seen that much crystal since uh, the last time I was uh, uh, probably in a crystal shop. Uh, I'm talking about the kind of crystal that you drink things out of and serve things in, not the kind you wear around your neck. It's like, whoa, I could feel the energy. (laughs) I'm joking. (laughs) And I can smell the patchouli oil. And the the smell of a just recently smoked clothes cigarette. Well, I I think purple hair is... cool it depends on the brand that you use to make the hair purple you that dye can be pretty strong too oh and by the way for the naturalists that weren't using the the deodorant and when it's 100 degrees outside yeah you need to put on deodorant i don't care how much of a naturalist hippie you are in fact people jokingly called it hippie whole foods and there was definitely it was definitely a place to go get the hippie food no doubt they had some good stuff there and the, and the meats were nice and fresh i give them credit for that but uh, the prices were awful darn high but anyway so yeah john hey yeah mr mr Mackey, he's definitely a capitalist <laughs> if it didn't mind making a buck off those uh broke hippies i don't know how they afford to pay for the stuff of course a lot of mexico are running high-tech companies gotta go be sure to take care of yourselves and those that you love and remember god is love see you next time Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Ch-ch-ch-chumba. 
Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.